0: and Pros Podcast. My name is Haley Camarillo, author of Fury and Flame, book one of the Witching Hour series, which will be out this October. Today I have with me author J.M. Wallace, uh, who has the Claiming Elf series. Hello, thank you for being on today. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course, so can you tell us a little bit about your series and what you're working on?
1: Uh, so, Claiming Elfheim is my newest series. Air uh, of Embers and Ash is book two, which comes out August 15th. So, very, very oh, soon. Yes. Um, it's a fae romantic fantasy series. Uh, mm-hmm. My first one was very much like off the wall. My first series was like <laughs> off the wall, just epic fantasy. And then this one, I really was excited to explore like you know I'm a huge fan of Holly Black, SJ Math. so um, yeah I, I dove into a brand new <laughs> type of fantasy um, and I've loved it it's been really exciting so.
0: That's really awesome um, so how many books uh, is the Claiming Elf Game series going projected to be do you think?
1: There will be three um, they'll all be out by the end of the year
0: that is so exciting. Oh my gosh. You are so are you currently like okay, so you're you're how how far are you into book 3 like writing lines right now?
1: Uh 4000 words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is to be exact. <laughs> That's awesome though. You are that is crazy. I mean, that is awesome. I, you can pump books out like that. I need to take some tips from you. well um I
1: think it's kind of anxiety driven uh because every time I release a book everybody's like okay when's book two and okay I'm still waiting for book two and I'm like like I have to get it out now it has to it has to happen immediately
0: (laughs) That's funny well I will I I, hopefully that will help kind of drive me when my book comes out (laughs) I've been lagging for sure on book two. Um. So, what inspired uh? What inspired claiming Alfame, the series?
1: So, when I tell this, it's a weird story. I was actually <laughs> taking my kids to the trampoline park. Um. And all year round, we listened to the Nightmare Before Christmas okay. like soundtrack. Yeah. My six-year-old <laughs> loves it. Um. So we were listening to like Jack's song. You know, oh. his like what is it? His like laminate or something. Oh yeah. Um, and he's talking about like something out there and how like his, what he has just isn't enough and I was like oh okay so then I started thinking about these characters like an unseely prince who is really unhappy with his lot in life and trying to be better than you know his dad and his brothers um, and a girl who's trying to be perfect and fit this like mold that society's placed on her and so I I actually outlined the entire book in the car on the way to the trampoline park using like the phone voice thing (laughs) and by the end I was like oh I think I actually like have something here (laughs) I think this could work
0: that is so awesome I love that car rides and you know Disney songs they're super (laughs) inspiring (laughs) absolutely all of my best ideas come in the car. So I completely get that.
1: Yes, the car or the shower. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's true, it's true. All of our best ideas come there. They just, they wait all day long until we're in that exact spot. And then it's just, <laughs> they just come come out. Um, so have you always been a storyteller or um, did, did you start writing at a certain point in your life? Like, tell us a little bit about that.
1: I'd say it was always more of a like, daydreamer okay starting out. Um, I've always been a reader, obviously. I've been, you know, and like in love with books since I was little. Um, and I wrote here and there, but it was more like I always tell people like I, I had this pony when I was younger. And anytime I was out riding her, we were not like just riding through a field in Michigan. We were like off and on some like fairy tale quest. So I've always kind of been like off in my own little world. Mm -hmm. um and I've always thought I if I could just put these to paper you know (laughs) it maybe could be something that others would enjoy
0: that is awesome I love that that is so cool um so what is your writing process like are you a plotter sounds kind of like you're more of a plotter uh are you a pantser
1: (laughs) I'm in between so I'm I'm like a planster I guess yeah um I do like very skeletal outlines of my, I go by series first, and then I break it down by book. Um, but I try not to go into too much detail, like scene by scene or chapter by chapter, because then I get stuck in my head like, okay, well it has to go this way. And then maybe when I'm writing it wants to go, uh-huh. the characters want to go somewhere else. so. I try to be lenient when it comes to that.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so what have you found to be your biggest struggles with writing this series?
1: Uh, I'd have to say finding the time is a big one. Um, <laughs> and I know you, it always feels like you never have enough time to do anything. And I'm a mom of two. So I especially sometimes get that like mom guilt. Yeah. Um, but I've just found ways to make it work. Uh, it took some trial and error. Like I thought maybe I can get up early in the morning and write and like that. I'm not, a, am not an early bird. So we switched to writing at night. Um, but that was, yeah, honestly, that was my biggest challenge was kind of finding a way to make it work. Yeah. In my, you know, lifestyle.
0: No, that's totally understandable. I have two kids too. And it's, that's the biggest struggle of all is Trying
1: to find the time. Yeah. Yeah, especially like they're out of school right now for the summer. So I'm really like yeah Uh, can we
0: all watch a movie and have like one hour of quiet time please right you know you're like do we have to go outside again and do we have to play hide and seek for the eight millionth time today you're like you want to appreciate those moments while they're still you know like they still want to be around you they still want to climb all over you and give you hugs and kisses so
1: (laughs) right yeah so that usually usually it results in me just staying up until yeah. You know, midnight and <laughs> drinking a lot of coffee in the morning to keep up with them. <laughs>
0: um, so you talked a little bit about how this is your second series. Um, did you want to tell us a little bit about your first series that you wrote, The Epic Fantasy?
1: Yeah. So it's called A Legacy of Darkness, uh, and there are three to that as well. Uh, that one is more of an epic fantasy. There is romance in it because I don't read or write anything about romance. <laughs> um <laughs> Definitely a slow burn. Okay. Um, and I, I really, I did that so quickly because I wanted to publish before I turned 30. Okay. Um, so I put those books out within like three months, oh my like it, they were, they were put out a month in between. Um, so I really didn't explore the relationship as much as I would have liked to. So this series, it's kind of, it's more of, a, I guess, Claiming Elfheim is more of a romantic fantasy (laughs) than my first one. Um, But the first one, it was so much fun. I had planned that book out since like 2018, since Uh I had my first, or 2015. Um, So it was a long time coming. I had a lot of like pins in Pinterest for it just like waiting around for me um so when I sat down to write that I think that's why I was able to do it so quickly because it was just it came it had been waiting to come out for so long um and it's a lot of you know Celtic inspired folklore uh it's quest-based found family tropes enemies to lovers like all of the things that I really love yes. all in one neat little package um so that is definitely my like my
0: book baby (laughs) oh that is awesome it sounds so fun um do you have a favorite character from Claiming Alpine that you want to share with us and if you have more than one that's okay we can go over them
1: (laughs) well um I mean the main characters tend to be my favorite but if I had to pick like a supporting character um I would say Gadriel and he is one of the princes of the Unsealy court, um, but like I said, I'm a huge fan of like found family. So when I have my main characters in this place where um, she's really lonely and she's you know a fish out of water, she doesn't, she's like trying to navigate this new world um, and having Gadriel there to kind of help her through that. Like, I, I just love having, a friend come in who can support you and push you. and he's kind of just like the best friend that we all need. <laughs> uh, and he's also a troublemaker, which I like because Calera is very um, at least, you know, at the beginning she's very needs to be perfect and everything needs to be the proper way and he's like oh like no (laughs) no you're (laughs) let me show you (laughs) like a good time okay um so I think a lot of a lot of people really appreciate his character and like they say like oh I he's my new best friend like he's my book best
0: friend (laughs) I love that that is so fun um Okay, so to have, do you have a um, favorite scene without being too spoilery or like a favorite quote or line or something that you could share with us from Cleaning Elfheim? Um,
1: I will say it's not necessarily a line, but the love interest in the book has a nickname um, for our main character, uh, little thief and there's a very specific scene I can't I can't give too much detail without spoiling it um but every time I wrote like every time he was talking to her and I wrote out little thief I was just like oh, like I loved you <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like making me the characters like making me swoon every time I type the words
0: I love that that is amazing I love I was just talking about this in a TikTok yesterday, how I love when characters have like a little phrase or something for some people. And that is one of my favorite things when I see that in a book is that like, I, I'm gonna just adore the character because you come up with some cute little nickname.
1: Yes, yeah, like something endearing. And especially when it's like kind of not what most people would find endearing. Yeah. I'd be like, what did you just call me? Like, <laughs> that's kind yeah. of rude. Um <laughs> But it's something that's like between them and like yeah. part of that connection, especially because it is enemies to lovers forced proximity, yeah, type of thing, um, which is like my favorite, oh, <laughs> my favorite yeah. tropes in the romance <laughs> genre. So, um, yeah, I I was really happy with that one, and I still every time I type it, I'm like,
0: yeah. you like that? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love when you have those little moments as a author where you just, you're, it just makes you happy. Your own work. You're just like, Oh, I love this. Yes. so I think let me check. I think we blew through those. So, okay. Actually tell us really quick. So your book is releasing on August, I mean, August 15th, which is coming mm-hmm. up here super quick, like two weeks. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us like a little tiny bit about that?
1: About the book? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. about mm-hmm. the book itself. Uh, well, I can't give too much okay. of the yeah. the second book, but I can say in the first one, um, oh gosh, you, you're making me elevator pitch, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, like I said, it's a Fae fantasy and we have kind of this world divided. We have the mortal realm and then Elfheim. Uh And Calera's caught in the middle. She's half fae, half mortal. She, she doesn't know her mother. Um, she's been raised by her father, who is Mr. Tough Guy. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it, you know, she hasn't had like the best role models. Um, and so she's kind of tried to make herself fit in amongst the mortals. She's afraid of being an outcast and she thinks that she has to act a certain way. Um, but when her best friend is kidnapped, she finds herself like completely thrown out of her element, and she has to go to Elfheim to save her. Um, and that's where things just get <laughs> really, really bad, of course. Um, she finds herself in the Unsealy court, surrounded by the Unsealy princes who are each vying for the crown. Um, so there's, some um, there's a little bit of like dark fantasy elements in there. I don't want to say it gets too dark, but it's definitely for mature audiences. There's, you know, some elements of violence and language. Uh, mm-hmm. and I will say that book one is a slow burn book two. I finally give everyone the spice that they've been asking for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I you know everyone wants their spice. Yes, and I was... <laughs>
1: I was so scared to write it with my first series, A Legacy of Darkness. So we went sort of like fade to black with that. And everyone's like, no, we, next time we need it all. Uh, so I got through my fear. I always told everyone that um, the idea of like writing s- spice or smut uh, felt like I would be like sexting everyone I ever knew. Uh, so I really wasn't comfortable for a long time and then finally I was like all right we're gonna try it out we're just gonna see like what my beta readers say yeah Uh, and they liked it so now I'm feeling confident and I'm just like okay mom dad skip
0: chapter whatever (laughs) just don't read this part that is awesome well that is very exciting I'm so excited for you I can't wait to pick up a copy um and thank you again so much for being on today and talking about your books and your series um a little bit about yourself I yeah like I said I cannot wait until August 15th oh thank
1: you thanks for having me on of
0: course (laughs) and thank you guys for watching the witches and pros podcast we will